commitment to you from Rockingham IPL Radio. Good morning, Rockingham. The good thing that Rockingham has the same amount of syllables as Vietnam. This is Discover Thursdays with Has. I was in a wiki hole for about 10 minutes, which is why we're starting a little bit late today, but no worries. Got no idea if anyone's listening out there. They might be, they might not be. I'm not sure. But regardless of whether or not you're out there, we are going to be playing some dang good music today. So up first, we've got Bayleaf by Proux. This is Discover Thursdays with Has listening to songs you didn't know existed. Here we go. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. That was Hanbai Zumi by Wavestar 21. And this is Discover Those Days with Has listening to songs you didn't know existed. I'm going to stick to the three-song rule today. And just as an added bonus, I'm going to continue doing this practicing thing where I'm going to talk pretty fast on radio, or at least maybe I'll slow down my pace a little bit because I think I sometimes talk a little bit too quickly. But I mean by keeping natural, honest-to-God pauses, so I'm not umming and aahing as I talk. I'm just kind of, you know, thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it, instead of stumbling over my words. Speaking of, the weather. The weather. Do you remember in in Welcome to Night Vale, they would always do, and now the weather, and then you get a fun song. I love that about Welcome to Night Vale. I remember listening to so many episodes of that as a kid, but the problem with it, I found, when I was younger at least, is that I thought, oh, um, there's no, like, now this I'm allow my, I'm going to allow myself some pauses because I'm trying to think of what I mean there was no, there felt like there was no meaning behind the horror. Like it was all just like four kicks. But thinking about it now, like going back to it, I think that's kind of BS. Like they didn't have to be, like if I was searching for a point behind the horror, I should have gone somewhere else. The whole point of Welcome to Night Vale is that, I don't know, I had that complaint when I was younger that I was like, oh, it's all just like like random. There's no world building. But it is all world building, right? I don't know. Anyways, the weather. So we're looking at a top of 25 degrees today, which is not bad. It's a pretty relaxing temperature, but right now it is 15.2. Although my weather app is telling me that it feels a lot colder at 11 degrees Celsius. 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 Maybe I should start reading the weather out in like Kelvin or not Fahrenheit, but in like Kelvin. That'd be a, be a bit of fun. Anyway, it's certainly not going to rain today. But the sun is going to be out in spades. Is that a phrase? The sun will be out in spades? I'm I'm not entirely sure. But whatever the sun will be, make sure you uh, pack a hat and some sunscreen and some, you know, if you're spending a little bit of time outside. Anyways, let's get right back into the music. Coming up next is Hopping at the Curbside by Louis Zong. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. 
This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Speaking of which, that was Wonder by Simply. Simply with an I, actually. Uh, I'm just going to make mouth noise. I can't actually tell. Normally, okay, so normally there's this website that we can jump on. Maybe it's on a different thing. There's a website that we can jump on that's just like, oh, hey, here's here's all of the, here's how it works and here's all your people and how it works and stuff. And here's like all the login, the login information and the listener information and all things like that. I cannot find it for the life of me. I've, I've got no idea where it is. And so I'm just kind of sitting here thinking to myself, oh, I don't know who's listening or how many people are listening. Normally it's a relatively no, low number, but it's interesting to just straight up not know, you know? Like, yeah. But I'm going to keep talking as if there is someone there on the off chance that there is. So hello to you, I guess. So you might not care. Maybe you do care. But the new Minecraft update's out and it's all I can think about. Like I wake up in the morning and it's all I'm thinking about. And TAFE is just finishing up for me real soon. So I'm thinking that for the next week, I'm going to do nothing but place blocks on a screen in a virtual world because the new update's out. They got caves now, caves and cliffs. They finally added what we've all been waiting for all year, which is the like gigantic cave systems that have been generated underneath like the natural world. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so excited. We don't have the deep dark yet, but that's because they're reworking that into like a massive, you know, d- if you saw uh, Minecraft Live or, or whatever it was called, uh, it was this live stream that went down. It was a couple hours long and it was kind of talked about all of these new features that would be added. And so they're not including the warden or like skulk skulk sensors and skulk blocks and stuff in this particular one but they will be in the wild update which they'll also be updating forests and stuff like that interesting how all the biomes are just kind of getting a a re-up you know what i mean like we had the 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 nether update and that like basically changed the whole nether and then we had this most recent update which changed caves and stuff maybe they're just going to start like ticking their way through the biomes, you know? It's like desert update and then, you know, forest update. Well, I guess you don't really need to update forest, but you know what I mean. The desert certainly needs an update. But if they want to do the swamps first, that's perfectly fine with me. But yes, the new Minecraft update's out. So now we've got these massive, like, huge yawning caves and ore generation. It now generates, like, in huge chunks, it doesn't just generate, like in huge veins, it doesn't just generate how it used to, which is just like randomly. And also I think there's aspects of air, air, like connection with air. So the way it was kind of explained to me was that diamonds now, or, or diamonds are still very rare. They don't just like show up on the surface of the caves anymore. If you've seen any of the latest snapshots, you'll know that like, Oh my god, the diamonds, just, you can just see them anywhere. But now, certain ores only appear if they are not touching any air blocks. So you can't just find diamonds on the surface that frequently. You have to still go mining and strip mine for them. Which I personally think sucks, but it's not like I use diamond tools anyways. I mostly just use iron. So these huge veins are actually a godsend for me. Anyway, 
Enough about video games. Let's listen to some more songs. Coming up next is Lights, Camera, Action by Mega Neko. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Speaking of which, that was Fairy Ring Funk by Louis Zong. Not sure if I wanted to add that to the thing, but no worries at all. How you doing out there, by the way? I am in here researching my uh, report on something that's going to happen in about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how long the songs are coming up next. But I'm sticking to the three song per what's it's rule, because the last week that I did this, which wasn't last week, it was the week before, I kind of broke that rule very frequently and sometimes there were two songs and sometimes there were five songs and oh it was just chaos and I was thinking about where I got this three song rule from and it's actually from Decca Mac one of the blokes who works here with me and I remember having my first like lesson doing this with him or like training thing or whatever and he went yeah I just kind of play three songs and then I talk for a bit that's not how he sounds I'm sorry Decker for giving you a silly voice but he said oh yeah I just talk for for I put this on and then I talk for a bit and then I put on another three songs and I remember thinking (laughs) that must be the standard for this I guess and so it's just become habit to chuck on three songs and then have a bit of a chat and then chuck on another three songs again the time is 6.45 and should probably be waking up if you haven't already. I mean, you don't have to. Maybe you've got a a day off. Maybe you're a bit sick and you should stay in bed. Regardless, I think you'll enjoy some good music. Coming up next is Get Down by Praux. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know exist. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. I'm running out of things to say, like doing this, doing this as often as I can, like every three minutes, especially because recently I've been, I've been adding some like kind of more indie music. I mean, I've always, I've always been all about indie music. You know me, dear listener, you know how much I'm into indie music, but I've been adding a lot more like internet music, which is not known for being particularly long. I have to shout really loud for this microphone to pick anything up. Can I up the input a little bit? Hello. Testing. I guess that's okay. Um, I've, I've been adding a lot of internet music and the problem with that is that it's very, very, very short. So like only a, some of these songs on here go for a minute and 20 seconds. So normally I'd be expecting to talk maybe eh, three times an hour, but now I'm like talking five or six times an hour because of these short, short songs. Although this next song coming up is certainly not short and I had to Google how to pronounce it because the name's in Japanese. But this is, nos- I'm just going to go right for this, ready? Nos- Nosutaruja. I think I got that. Nosutaruja. It's a Japanese word. By Jetty. 
This is Discover Thursdays with Has listening to songs. I'm not counting that little slip up as as against my record for this because I can feel a. Oh, I was about to say I could feel a burp coming up in my throat, but it just happened. So, Nosutaruja by Jetty. This is Discover Thursdays with Has listening to songs you didn't know existed. Here we go. Coming to you from Rockingham. You're listening to IPL Radio. Bit of a scary song. Bit of a couple scary songs, actually. That was... That, I mean, the one just gone was misunderstood by O, and the one before that was Cold Comforts by Deadlife. Some... Some spooky tracks to to hopefully wake you up in the morning and get you feeling prepared for the the spookiest of Thursdays. I don't know, man. What are we What are we doing here? You know, this is the this is the like third uh, third show in a row that I haven't edited afterwards and released as the the podcast for this show. I've been mega slack on it. Like I've got these files just sitting on my computer like, can you edit us yet, please? And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do it. And so maybe this weekend I'll have a big, big editing party for myself and just just bust all of this stuff out. But speaking of the shows that I do, Discover Thursdays isn't just about discovering new music, but it is also about discovering interesting facts and learning interesting things about the world. And if you're anything like me, dear listener, you when you look at a sailboat, you know, sailing in the water, on the ocean, you look at a sailboat and you think, yep, I understand how that works. The wind, you know, the wind is moving because because of like i don't know the wind just moves that's how it does and it and the the big sails on the boat catch the wind like a big kite and it pulls the boat forward and 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 or it pushes the boat forward rather and that's how sails work and that's how people got from one place to another over the ocean and then dear listener you see a boat going uh, going perpendicular to the wind, or, God forbid, going into the wind, and you think, well, that's a magic, that's magic, that's boat magic is how that works. Well, I'm here, dear listener, to dispel that magic that you believe is there with science, and with physics, and with talking about physical, visual things over the radio, which is just a staple of this show, apparently. This is Discover Thursdays, and we're going to be talking about how boats work. But to do that, we have to talk about vectors and lift. And we will certainly talk about those right after a couple more songs and after I research them. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, and coming up is Teenage Dirtbag. Not by Wheatus, but by Cave Town and Chloe Moriondo. Moriondo by Cave Town. Teenage Dirtbag by Cave Town. It's a cover. Just listen. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. Oh, whoops. Ha. That, that ending really snuck up on me. I don't listen to that song too often, so... So, 
We're talking about... That was Rats by Louis Zong, by the way. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, by the way. And we're talking about sailing. So, we got to know about vectors and lift in order for us to kind of understand how sailing works. And let's, let's talk a little bit about vectors. So... A vector is a quality. You might have heard this in. You might have learned about this in high school. I don't know. I don't know who you are, but you might have learned about this in high school. A vector is a quality that an object can have. A physics quality that an object can have. Kind of like weight or or or, or surface area. A a vector is the combination of direction and speed. Or or. Yeah, direction and kind of like movement, right? Which I'll call speed because it just it's easier to think about in my head, but it doesn't necessarily have to be acceleration, right? And also, if I start running and then I run faster and then I run slower again, my vector's changing, right? Because my my speed is changing. So it's not a constant thing. But most of this math is done in what's called vector space, which isn't the coolest new sci-fi book title that I'm copywriting right now. No, 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 no. Vector space is just like in a perfect, in a, in a, in a endless plane, an endless two-dimensional plane in vector space. This is how it's going to work. So it is a combination of speed and direction, right? Which makes sense. Like you can't have speed with no direction like how does how would that even work and you can't have a uh, direction but no speed because you're not moving they got to work in tandem together there is actually a a concept where you can have just zero of both but because all objects that have no no speed and no like how do I describe this? All objects that have no speed and no direction, it's it's not called a zero vector, it's the zero vector. Because you can have a, a squillion, like infinite different vectors, but there's only one zero vector because it's the same across everything. It's like saying that zero kilometers and zero meters and zero centimeters is all the same distance, which is kind of fun to think about, actually. Anyways, now... What we have to know for our sailing knowledge is what happens when you add two vectors to something, not just one. This is really cool, by the way. This is this is one of the reasons I really love math is things just working out this way. So I'll explain what I mean. So you've got a you've got two vectors, right? They're both acting their force onto an object. So you've got one vector that's kind of maybe let's say going pushing north and the other vector that's pushing west right so the resultant vector of those two forces will be going northwest because it combines the two and the way it combines the two is actually gorgeous so the the combined vector the resultant vector of two other forces will always be the hypotenuse of a triangle made up of those vectors right so if you can imagine if you can imagine the 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 northwest example again now the now the triangle is going to be going oh i should also say all vectors have a head and a tail and it's just like the front of the vector like the direction the vector is moving 
toward and the direction direction the vector is moving away from right so imagine it it's it's often represented as like an arrow so the back of the arrow is the tail and the tip of the arrow is the head now in your head you're picturing a compass with vectors going north so the the tail is at like the center of the compass and north is all the way up at the at the head is all the way up at the end and on the other side we've got the vector going west so you've got the tail at the middle of the compass and the arrow going west right and now we've got the the center the center um the resultant vector and we've got the tail at the zero of the compass and the head going northwest right so keep that in your brain keep that in your brain close your eyes if you have to unless you're driving but keep that in your brain right now I know, what you're, I know what you're picturing. That's the resultant vector, right? That You're picturing that and you're picturing the north and the west. Now, we're going to take that west vector and we're going to slide it. We're not going to change it. We're just going to slide it over to as if it's on the east side. But now the head is in the center of the compass and the tail is all the way over at the east, right? So the arrow is still pointing in the same direction because it's important to remember that position doesn't play any part in in a vector itself it is direction and speed but it is not position so i can move this all over the compass if i want to it's going to be the same vector and then we're going to take that resultant vector that's still pointing northwest and we're going to slide that over again not changing its direction or speed just its position we're going to slide it over so that its tail meets the tail of the the horizontal vector that we've got and if you are picturing this right that is a right angle triangle right there so that's how this works because position doesn't matter to a vector we know that's how we can confirm that every vector with two forces you're going to get the hypotenuse of those two like initial vectors the 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 resultant will be the hypotenuse because position doesn't matter it's just direction and speed i thought that was really really interesting how cool is it that it just links up into triangles all over again everything is triangles man we were doing i was doing some some work on like in, uh, calculating impedance and current and magnitude of electricity use triangles for that too it's all it's all the same whoever whatever created this universe very much liked triangles because that's just the law of everything you know what else is a law this is a, such a bad segue you know what else is a law that we have to play good music on this show. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because if I don't, then the police will come in here and they'll arrest me for not playing good music. So coming up next is Oceanid by Oliver Buckland. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. My God, I timed that well, didn't I? We are talking about sailboats, and it's time to talk about our second physics thing for today. Trust me, there isn't a huge amount after this, but we're going to talk about lift. Right. You know how airplanes work? I don't. So I did some research because apparently this has to do with boats as well. In fact, boats were the first place that this 
this uh this concept was kind of discovered in and stuff like that sailboats and stuff so let's talk a little bit about lift now i actually just have a diagram to explain this i didn't actually write anything down so i'm going to kind of just talk about it so i want you to imagine for me an airfoil and if you don't know what that is that's fine i didn't know what it was either but i'll describe it to you now an airfoil kind of imagine like a cross section of an aeroplane wing. It's got it's got kind of a curved but still a pretty flat bottom. And on the top, it kind of curves at a much steeper angle and then kind of tapers out towards the end, right? It's it's a very hard shape to describe. It's like a really crappy teardrop on the side, I guess. But I want you to imagine the important thing is that the bottom of the the airfoil is curved but very gently curved and the top is very steeply curved and then tapers off very quickly right so here's how this thing works when wind or water because this works in water too when wind comes at the front of the cartoid it's split some of the air goes beneath the cartoid it just gets to go right underneath but some of the air goes above the car the the airfoil did i say cartoid where did that come from some of the air goes above the airfoil and it takes it, it it kind of has to take a longer trip to get there and because of this the and it, and it kind of gets all a little bit disrupted behind it and stuff like that and because of this it becomes a low a low pressure area, or at least it's lower pressure than it was before. Now, the air on the bottom of this airfoil, however, is still pretty much the same air pressure as it was elsewhere. And because of just how physics works, because that things in the world want to stabilize themselves, that's just that's just a law of like everything things just want to stabilize themselves that's why by the way this might be a little blue but i googled i googled this this wasn't even for research this was just for me why does it feel good to pee sometimes you know how you pee and you're like oh my god why why is that it's because your body wants to like like strives for homeostasis and having pee in you stops like disrupts that it's like oh there's stuff in me that shouldn't be in me and so that's why peeing feels good of course someone has to walk in right when i'm talking about this hi how's it going um but uh but the the things in the universe naturally want to be the same right that's that's where the whole theory of the heat death comes from but the 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 Oh, I've lost my completely lost my train of thought. Ah, oh, so that's right. So there's the so the low pressure system on the top of the airfoil, uh, and the high pressure system beneath it. The high pressure the high pressure area wants to mix with the low pressure area and like you know just like combine, and so they can both just be normal pressure again. And the low pressure, admittedly, doesn't have as much well pressure to resist this fact, and so the air attempts to lift up to get to the low pressure system but hold on there's that pesky airfoil in the way and the wing goes ah i don't really care i'll just lift that up with it and because of that 
boys and girls. Because of that, it lifts up the airfoil. And and the airfoil goes, oh, um, I'm still doing my thing though. And the air goes, oh yeah, I better keep lifting you up because that's what I'm I'm want to do. It's it's like a we're exploiting a glitch in physics. Have you ever have you ever done a siphon you know when you do a siphon of your like backyard pool because it's way too full and you just need to get the water out of there you know when you do a siphon like that um and 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 you you suck and suck and then suddenly without any pump without any electricity without anything water is just coming out because of the like air air something or other i don't actually know how siphons work that is another video altogether but like this Air for this lift feels like a glitch in the system. And the only reason that the airfoil is kept down, that it doesn't just whoop float away, is because of the weight of it. So gravity is acting against it at the same time. But like wow, that's so imagine if you had like a weightless plane, like literally weightless, you'd it, you'd just like throw it and it would just go whoosh, into the sky and it'd be gone because the lift is constantly acting on the airfoil. By the way, the bloke who discovered this, I I did some because that was all I had to describe, and there wasn't you know like a lot of talking. So the bloke we have to thank for this is Sir George Cayley, uh, and he's often called the modern father of aviation because he figured out uh, this, he figured out lift, and he figured out weight and drag and stuff like that, and also. He was an inventor, so he built a bunch of different machines, a lot of them flying machines. He built a a kind of like, you know, not not like a helicopter in the sense that you could ride it, but just like the blades would spin and lift something up, you know what I mean? And also, we also have Sir, Sir George Cayley to thank for the seat belt. The dude invented the seat belt, which is just a wild... He dude invented aeroplane... Well, not invented aeroplanes but invented the theories for aeroplanes and also seat belts which he apparently did because it was kind of unsafe up there on his flying invention so he needed something to keep himself strapped in interestingly though this seat belt wasn't retractable that retractable seat belt only came about in the 1950s was invented by a neurosurgeon whose name or, or neuro neurologist or something whose name I didn't write down, because he was concerned with all of the head injuries that were coming in, because no one was, obviously, no one was really wearing their seatbelts because they weren't really installed in cars. So he invented the the retract, or got the idea for the retractable seatbelt, so it would be really easy for people to protect themselves. But yeah, dude invented the seatbelt, and also, that's how lift works. God, you're getting a lot of information today, aren't you? All right. Speaking of getting a lot of stuff, how about we have some more good music? Coming up next is Mad Mary Jones by The Vacant Lots. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. This is Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Speaking of which, that was Pajama by Deezer. And today we are talking about sailing and how sailing works and how you can sail like not 
so like how you can sail straight into the wind and, and things like that. And and now all of the pieces are in place, dear listener. You know about vectors and you know about uh, the other thing. Lift is what we talked about. And now you are finally ready to learn how sailing works. It's actually pretty simple. I mean, it's just combining the two things we know now. So um, the most important part of the ship, actually, or, or not the most important part, because I imagine the boat that keeps it above the water is the most important part. But one of the really important parts for making sure the ship stays moving is not the sail, but a little invention given to, given to us by our Viking friends, the keel. And the keel is a, a airfoil-shaped well, I mean, they didn't used to be airfoil shaped, but we'll get to that. Modern, modern day, the keel is a little airfoil shaped rudder looking thing, essentially, that sits at the bottom of the boat. And it, yes, provides with some extra stability and stuff. But what's important is, remember how I said that lift also works underwater? Well, lift also works regardless of, especially if you're underwater, regardless of whether or not it's the 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 airfoil is horizontal or vertical right so this keel is a horizontal uh, uh, sorry a vertical a vertical airfoil and the sail once it's inflated with you know wind is exactly the same it is also a a uh an airfoil and so how works basically and i'm being a bit reductive here but also this is very hard to describe not with diagrams but we're gonna wait we're gonna try our best you know so as the ship moves forward in the water the as as the ship moves forward in the water the keel experiences that lift and it pulls the ship off to its right or its left or or whatever right it pulls the ship off in that direction now we can't actually change the direction of the keel you might be able to but i didn't see any anything discussing it the keel was kind of fixed in that position in some modern sailboats like racing boats the keel is actually so big and so deep that it it stops the sailboat from sailing in pretty shallow waters because it just like really goes down anyways so the keel is pulling the boat off to the side right because lift is working horizontally in the water there there's uh there's the low pressure water that's going over the the right side of the keel and the high pressure that's going over the left and so it's being pulled to the right yeah and now we've got our sail on top and our sail we can maneuver pretty easily actually with ropes and you know other ropes and maybe strength and things like that. And so what we can do is we can position position the the top that this our sail, right? So that it, that you know that big boom pole that always hits pirates in the back of the head as it swings by. Um we can position that sail so that its vector, its its lift vector is kind of pulling uh, pulling us for not necessarily pushing us directly forward. Of course, if the wind's behind us, that's pretty easy. We just throw up the sail and the wind will push us forward. But if we're going into the wind, we kind of maneuver the sail so that the the force of the wind isn't necessarily pushing us back. It's kind of pushing us off to the side a little bit, right? So 
you can imagine you can imagine the keel is pulling us to our right and we've got our sail set up so that the wind coming in front of us is kind of shooting off to the side of the sail right it's kind of shooting off to our like our our back left so if we're imagining that compass point again our keel is pulling us to the east and we've positioned our sail in such a way that the wind is pushing us in this or, or the the wind force is kind of being thrown off in the southwest direction right and now the resultant vector of these two things or actually no i guess it would be the the north the northwest direction would be a better example anyways so because of these two vectors the resultant vector in the middle of those two hey that's like propelling us forward and because we're not just straight up relying on the wind force but we're also relying on this keel to add that second vector it's it's pushing us forward not maybe not directly into the wind but kind of Perpen- uh, not perpendicular, kind of like at an angle, but it's still towards the wind. Boats can't actually, sailboats at least, can't actually travel like directly into the wind. That's impossible. But they do this tactic called uh called tacking or it's called it's called tacking if you do it once. It's called baiting if you do it a bunch of times. But it's where you sort of build up some momentum and then like throw the rudder in the other direction and at the same time flip the sail around and so the idea is to kind of like like if i'm heading at a 40 if the wind is coming at me north and i'm heading northeast the idea with tacking is i basically set everything up in my boat so i can throw it from northeast to northwest and across that like center no-go zone in the middle if you get stuck in there i found out it's actually called uh being in irons if you get stuck like in that in that center like that no-go zone with the wind and stuff but and baiting is where you do this over and over again in order to like say you're trying to get to a port but you need to like travel but you need to travel forward because the wind is coming like basically from down the port you can kind of tack up in that direction which is really cool and that's how it works that's how sailing uh, that's how sailing at least sailing more or less upwind works it's by having those two different lifts pulling you in two directions but the resultant vector of those the, of those two directions is forward i thought that was really cool and also the the shape of the boat kind of helps this a little bit as well as like the shape of the boat obviously is is pretty hydrodynamic and so it's like cutting through the water if it was like a big square or a big box it probably wouldn't be as you know dynamic in the water but since it is since it isn't and it's that a boat shape then yeah that's how it propels you through the water i found that out i thought it was really really clever and also this this what i'm describing here has been done for thousands upon thousands of years it is a old old technology that like this is how people crossed oceans right it was i mean initially we had those square sails but there is plenty of evidence of like uh triangular sails being used and stuff like that and just the the using the the lift in two different directions it's brilliant it's so 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 cool I'm going to send you back to some music now because we've nearly reached the end of my notes. But never fear, I do have a little bit more to talk about for this last hour 
of Discover Thursdays because that's what this is with Has and you are about to listen to Sig Smiles LA TMP by Graham Cartner. This is Discover Thursdays with Has, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. This is Discover Thursdays with Has listening to songs you didn't know existed. Speaking of which, that was The Star People, The Fair Folk by Louis Zong, a personal favourite musician of mine. And today we have talked about how sailing works and how people sailed across the oceans and using vectors and lift and keels and sails and oh my, all of this sort of stuff. And you might think, I might be done because I answered the question that I had posed at the beginning. How does sailing work when you're sailing upwind? But fat chance, listener, I'm not done at all. Because now we get to talk about different kinds of sails and stuff like that. It's going to be a little bit of fun, it is. So... The first, uh, I want to, first, let's talk about square rigged sails, which are those things you see on like big galleons in Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff, square rigged sails. These are, we've talked about, we talked about them a little bit earlier in the report, but they're a little bit more, uh, not bulky, but they're a little bit more difficult to kind of use than the triangular sails, uh, that, that are more in modern sailboats because they, uh, they're a bit more like, clunky i guess and also they require way more people because in order to steer one of these sailboats they you have to have like 40 people all like pulling on the ropes because you've got to be able to turn all the sails at the same time in order to i will not bother describing this on mic because it's something that is entirely visual and it's really difficult to speak but the basic idea is is that you've got the three sails the four the main and the mizzen which is the one at the back um and you can kind of manipulate these sails so that you can turn into the wind so say the wind is coming right from behind you and you've got all three sails uh perpendicular to the to the wind and then you want to turn, well, maybe you adjust the first sail so that it's uh, it's facing the other way, and then you can kind of, the, the boat will do a slow turning circle all the way around, kind of like a car, right? So square sail, uh, square rigged sails were uh, some of the first ones in Europe that showed up. There were another kind of sail called a claw crab, uh, a crab claw sail, which showed up, you know, around like, Oceana and stuff like that. And this is this a really this is also a really cool sail but again very visual. It's kind of ima- literally imagine a cra- an open crab claw and the sails like webbing in the middle. Like that's what it looks like. But these square rigged sails were the first ones that we start to see in Europe with the Vikings and their ship called the Gnar the, or the Knar or I'm saying Gnar because in like modern English, we silence the K, but I've got no idea how the Vikings pronounced it. It's pronounced, it's spelt K-N-A-R-R. And it's that, you know, that classic Viking longboat. It's got the shields going down the sides. It's got a dragon on both ends. It's got the big sail and stuff like that. And something kind of interesting about these boats is that they were, and I'm looking for my, oh, there we go. They were 
clinker built as opposed to carvel built. Now, what does that mean? I'll tell you because I didn't know either. A clinker built ship is where the planks of the hull kind of overlap each other a little bit. They look a little bit like very long scales or maybe slats on a roof, if you can imagine that. Imagine an old one of those old like wooden cabins you'd see in the bush and how they have the 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 wood planks are kind of overlapping one another a little bit that's clinker built as opposed to the opposite of that which is carvel carvel built which is where all the wood is flush against uh flush against themselves and it's you know uh, it's it's a smoother it's just a different way of building a ship i don't know if it changes anything specific about it but i i thought it was interesting that there was that distinction and sailing and researching these old ships is full of stuff like that there's all of these different names for specific parts of the sail like i was trying to watch a a quick video muted so you guys didn't hear a quick video on how to steer a a like three mast square rigged like like brig or whatever or not brig sorry because rigs only have two masts a bark or whatever and like they just started naming all the sails and there was a squillion of them and they all had individual names and there was like one in the middle of the main mask that was called the royal sail for some reason when the rest of them were like the top mizzen sail and the the lower mizzen sail and stuff anyways 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 kind of taking one step up from the nar is the cog right he's all got he's all got fun fun sounding names the cog and the cog imagine a viking ship but a little bit more like european so instead of having just one deck it's got like an upper and a lower deck and then it's got a little bit under there and these were really popular ships for a while because they could carry a decent amount and they didn't have need like a massive crew in like a hundred people so you could carry a lot of civilians and they were used for a lot of trade around these areas now we for the longest time, only knew about cogs from historical documents, paintings and pictures and carvings and and, and words that we'd found from the, the medieval era time. But in 1962, in Germany, in northwest Germany, actually, while a dredging uh, kind of thing was taking place, some old, old wood was found that just kind of cropped up. Uh, from the the dredging process and so they stopped dredging and they went down to take a look and they found the world's first cog fully preserved as one uh the the story goes apparently from what they can tell that there was a nearby dock and during a storm flood the dock had flooded and had sunk this particular ship before it had even finished being built this is known as the uh bremen cog it's like and if you look at it it's just uh, not look at it because you know it's a, a a hulking carcass of wood. But if you look at the replicas of it, it looks really really cool. It looks really interesting, and I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was the first cog ever found, and they dated it. I can't remember what year they dated it. It was somewhere in the the thirteen hundreds, but they dated it with today's word of the week, which is dendroclimatology, which is the studying of past climates and atmospheres utilizing wood. Just a couple more things about ships. We've got, there's a couple different kinds. So obviously we've got those cogs, which we were just talking about. We've also got barks, which have three or more masks in a square rigged, or brigs, which are two masks, 
have two masts and are square rigged as well. We've got um, catchers and schooners, spelt S-C-H-N-O-O-E-R or whatever, catchers and schooners, which are... um, Bermuda rigged ships, which is where they have like uh, like a triangle thing, and obviously what I was talking about before these are uh, these crab claw sails and stuff like that, and which uh, sometimes were like rigged up on canoes. You, you think about um, what the the mast in like some of the ship, like those old Polynesian ships, where they kind of had the counterbalance and stuff like that. Like this is this is that sort of thing exactly, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's all the information that I really have time for. But I would highly suggest, if this is at all interesting to you at all, to go and look up some more of this stuff. There is just it is just a, a an endless ho- like well of things to research from like the history of these ships to the 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 fact that people built them to the fact that there are these uh, like Egyptian. Uh, folk that were built that were buried with their barges which is a lot of bees in a sentence and all of this different information it's just brilliant it's such a well to just get lost in wikipedia wise and you'll find yourself in really weird and interesting places so please go out and research this should it have interest you and if it hadn't and if it hasn't interested you so far then thanks for listening to this entire show And we are actually at the end as well. So I wanted to say thank you for listening to Discover Thursdays with Haz. Uh, And we're going to finish off by listening to a couple more songs that you might not know have existed. This one is Maison Pendant La Nuit by Graham Cartner. This has been Discover Thursdays with Haz, listening to songs you didn't know existed. Coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio.